0: episode 101 the prime 11 part 2 join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between the games we play
1: with brian and chris and welcome back to the games we play a podcast about board games tabletops rpgs miniatures but always about the games we play. I'm your host and co-founder of The Games We Play, Brian, and with me this week is my other co-host and co-founder, Chris. Hello, everyone out there in audio land. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 101. And if it, as you heard, this is actually part two of our Prime 11 list. So this is our top 11 games of all time that we've been going over. If you missed part one, please go back and check out episode 100. We actually did our 11 through six. And then we, we talked over um, some other stuff with there. So check that out. We had a lot of fun with it. But this week, we're gonna be talking about our five through one. So we're gonna be talking about the, like the cream of the cream, if you will, the cream of the crop, the top yeah. layer. What are they?
0: It's what the, do they call the that? The
1: best that raises rice I don't know. The, the curd the of the, is the cheese. Best. Isn't that the yeah. the top layer? The
0: curd. I don't. Know. Or is that the bottom I, layer? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Either way, it's the yeah. best games that we love and enjoy and are dear to our hearts. Uh, hopefully, some surprises in here. I can tell you. Three of my top five are new to my prime 11. So we got a lot of movement, a lot of new ones. So good games. I played this last year. Uh, Also, uh, Corey had sent in some of his. So we're going to talk about those a little bit along the way. All right, Chris, before we get into it, anything you want to add or anything I forgot?
0: No, you covered it all. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, like you said, we expanded from 7 plus 1 last year to, to 11 this year. Um, some <laughs> movement in uh, in those top 11, some off, some some on. So what, what will they be?
1: Uh, so just for funsies, before we get into it, you want to talk about honor- honorable mentions. A few games that we think are still really good, but just didn't quite make the cut
0: absolutely so uh, a couple of them you mentioned a little bit last week that were my honorable mentions um that's pretty clever uh that we love that game we've talked about it drop it those are ones we oh, yeah. usually pull out um just play introduce uh to a lot of friends and neighbors and new people and kids uh quacks of quinlanberg that is on the mm-hmm. verge uh potentially if this list is longer uh, you know t- <laughs> it would be there um, Everdell for me I know that made your list oh, yeah. but yeah. that was uh, I gotta get more playing time of that and maybe that's one of those yeah. that I yep. get when I get more playing time that's gonna creep up my list for uh, sure like like Corey said I had the Century Golem Edition the trilogy I call it the trilogy too because yep. oh my gosh you can play one you can play two you can play three you can play mm-hmm. one and three you can play <laughs> one, two and three you can play all of those so I count those <laughs> as, as one type game system love those um, one of my uh, ones that I was introduced this year playing with Scott is Twilight Strike and that was a lot of fun oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. that that didn't quite make the top 11 but g- again uh getting more play time but four hour games it's hard to get into all the time
1: <laughs> hard to get yep. those in
0: Yeah. another one that we like is onitama um that's mm-hmm. one i pull out with the kids and their friends and things um dice throw this is one i really love played mm-hmm. at gen con we've got the adventures so that's an honorable mention for Dice Throne and maybe when we start playing the adventures bit that's going to creep the, up there on the list. Uh, one I want to I I it's, it's campy and goofball and remembrance of the 80s is Fireball Island. Um oh, so yeah. that was a fun yep. time and maybe with more experiences of that one and the the nights we had and things like that, uh that would creep up there. Uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, that's another one that's, uh, it's, oh my gosh, it was one of those that, uh, where is it fall? It's, I a, know, oh, it's I so mean, hard. I gave it to Grace, my, uh, um, or second oldest daughter's, her boyfriend and uh, for Christmas present. And he, because they have a little gaming group at Iowa State University and they play and love it. Oh my gosh. So, nice. and it, it, it's, it's, those are good games. Um, you know, those are honorable mentions, and I still got some uh, shrink-wrap games on the shelf, like Bloodborne, new Kickstarter mm-hmm. I got that we backed a while ago, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Uh, oh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shadows of the Past, and the, the other editions of that. Uh, so some of those games, you know, uh, we just haven't played yet. Oh, well, they creep in on the, those lists. But um, those those are several of my honorable mentions that I considered, um, but just didn't make the top 11.
1: Very nice. Those are still some really fantastic games that I I wouldn't be disappointed to play those games, even if they're not in your top 11. Uh, And that's kind of where I felt where I was looking at these games. I love playing all these games. It's just really hard when there's 20 games that you come up with that are just absolute favorite that you want to play all the time. It's really hard. How do you compare a Betrayal House of Hill with Twice as Clever versus Everdell? I mean, it's really difficult. But a couple of my honorable mentions: Lord of Vegas. I know that oh, yes. was on my list. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I know that's uh, one of Corey's yep. favorites as well. Uh, Clank, uh, great game. We play that all the time. Scythe that dropped off the list. I really like Scythe. That's a lot of fun. Space Base. That's one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that made it close. Like yep. I, we got the Pluto expansion that adds the campaign and some more uh, some new mechanics and stuff. So I. I I suspect if that's really good, which I've heard it is, I, I, you know, I can see Space Base going up there. I really like Space Base. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Thunderstone Quest, I believe that was on my list last year, yep, but uh, was. That, that was a really close one. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Betrayal House of the Hill. Um, the reckoners it's hard to not talk about the reckoners big brandon sanderson fan it's a great co-op game uh have the kickstarter coming with the expansion maybe that might jump up again and then western legends dropped off for me but still a great game a lot of fun um i think that one just suffers from not getting enough plays in (laughs) yeah but what are you gonna do you can only pick 11 (laughs) <laughs> exactly.
0: Some of them stayed on my list drop downs so like you mentioned Clank, Thunderstone Quest, Western Legends. I still had those on my list towards the bottom. Um but yeah, so it's like you said these are all man, great games.
1: I know. Yeah. So good. <laughs> if you can, so-
0: if you only can have like 20 games tie for 11th
1: Oh man. Th- those, if, if you had to bring games to a desert island, yeah. you know, that like game, but it's like movies or books. Yeah. Uh, that would have been my, you know, 20 right here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I could have been happy with all of these. Speaking of which, let's get into it then, Chris. So let's talk about our number five. Chris, you want to go ahead?
0: Yes, number five. Was was way higher on my list uh, last year, so, so getting some different games in this dropped oh. down. Blood Rage. Oh uh, yes, yeah. Simon. Uh, c- come on, Simon. However you want to it's Cool mini or not, however <laughs> you want to pronounce it, uh, whatever name they are going by this week. Uh, Eric Lang game. It's the first of his trilogy of boxed, just wonderful miniature type games. And, war games, yeah, war be, games. Yep, that he produced. Kind of war games, yeah. I would say they it's fall, it's more
1: under. like area control yeah. with some different mechanisms. It's, and, it's yeah. definitely,
0: it definitely strategy falls in oh, yeah. Yeah, the strategy, oh, but yeah, the hand management, the area control, the combat, the dice, all this other kind of stuff. Thematic, Yes, the very thematic, thematic. The things, everything regarding that, I, I love. Uh, just and the miniatures and table presents are phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I backed it on Kickstarter years ago, so I got in on that that initial. With you got some of those exclusives you you know, that Cimon is known for in their Kickstarters.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, infamous for it. yeah. That's why I hate yeah. backing their stuff. Oh, I know. Well, that's
0: I didn't get in on any of uh, the. Uh, um, uh, Red Sun or that uh, Ank one, Su- right? Yep. Oh, Rising Sun. Excuse me, not Red Sun. Yep. Rising and Sun onk. and onk. Ankh. Ank, Um I don't know. Again, yeah, yeah. math science major, not English major. Uh, <laughs> I'm making the mistakes. <laughs> I'm sure I Corey know I will I tell us exactly. what we did wrong.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So um, those, yeah. So I didn't get on those to go. On. So I just stayed. Oh, I'm staying in with Blood Rage, and it's still one of my. Uh, uh, top eleven games. Number five for me. Lots of fun. Lot g- get it out. Yes, I do. At some point, we'll work towards getting all those miniatures painted. Corey, maybe coming your <laughs> way over the over the next year. But uh, I I love it. it. It's to me. This is one of the fun i rage I love Vikings. I love the mythos of uh Valhalla and Ragnarok, and oh, it's just everything's. And it definitely yep.
1: steers into that mythology. It really well and integrates yes. it into the gameplay. Just the idea of Ragnarok Ragnarok and Valhalla how that plays out in the game is very cool yep. that when your guys die there's Valhalla and you can win the game just by sending your guys Valhalla and, and I'm raising and... my
0: hand because I did
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's just some u- very unique game th- uh thematic ha- thematic tie-ins which yep. is fantastic yeah. uh that's I think that's what makes it special uh without those it'd just be just another area control game with some pretty miniatures and you yep. know paint on it but I think what makes it pretty cool is the implementation with the mechanics and the theme yeah. and how they tie together. It's
0: a good game. Just, I mean, yeah. the, everything, the game style, the strategy game. Yeah, so,
1: it's it's definitely but, like medium crunchy. How long does yep. it take to play? Uh, two hours, hour.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got set up and we're slow and we talk and this kind of bit. So it's probably an hour gameplay. I mean, it says 60 to 90 minutes on BGG. Mm-hmm. So add 30 minutes for setup because there are so many cool miniatures and tiles and stuff like that to get out. So easily. And and I've got the fifth player expansion with the sixth, I was say, it six clans. Uh, so you yep. can add five players to it. So that always adds some time to as well. But yeah, it's an hour to two hour uh, type game. Which
1: yeah, I like. Which those. is really nice yeah. for that kind of gameplay yep. where there's a really rich thematic strategy, but yet it's not a three, four hour slog. Uh, yeah. So no, definitely a fun game. Not my favorite of the games, but I, I would never turn it down if, if Chris is like, hey, you want to come over and play this? Heck yeah. I'll be there in a second. We will yeah. get it on the table here soon. <laughs> Good stuff. Man, our list of game day games uh, keep going up. I know.
0: I know. We got to get going on that.
1: <laughs> Good times. All right. My number five is a new one to the list this year. It is Star Wars Imperial Assault. Nice. So I've had this, one, this game for years and years on my shelf. And it wasn't until this pandemic uh, where, you know, you have a little more free time, you know, social media. I'm in a bunch of game groups. And it turns out uh, Imperial Salt's basically getting a soft uh, not reprint. (laughs) Uh, Basically, the the game's done, uh, but it's not officially done. day has been... This is a fantasy flight, but Day owns Fantasy Flight. It's been... They've been very moot on it, but like the forums for the Imperial assault on their website went away this last year oh, wow. uh, and, and they don't have stock. Uh, so stock's been really uh, patchy. So anyway, I, I really do enjoy this game. And uh, for my birthday or Christmas, I think I talked about in the podcast, but I got a uh, gift certificate to broken token. So I got a nice little, a uh, a nice, organizer for this game because this is a big box. I yes, mean this is a is. big square box. Comes with tons of miniatures and cardboard and cards and dice and tokens and and what have you. And you know, I really like this game, but I just didn't get it to the table very often. But part of it is because it can take a while to set up, especially if you don't have a good organization. So spent a little money, got an organization. It made this way better. And I got it all organized. And I think, again, I've talked about on podcast, Play It with Corey. They have a app version where you can actually play cooperative. And it made this game so much better um, to be able to get it to the table and Because of that and really enjoying it, I bought all the expansions because they were out of print, so I got all the expansions and I've been buying up the ally and villain packs, and I almost have a full 100% collection, so I'm just missing like four figures, so uh, I'm on the hunt, uh, but eventually I get them and then painting them up, but... um Really my renewed interest in this has been great. I don't think I talked about this game though. <laughs> uh so Star Wars: of Imperial South is actually a dungeon crawler game. It is it it re-implements like Descent. Yep. Uh I know you've played Descent and I know Cory's big fan of Descent. So it actually uses the same kind of game system. Like even the dice almost look the same, but they added a few more mechanics and streamlined a few things. And so what it originally was is a one versus many, so you have like a somebody running the empire and you have this campaign book and there's hidden information and then the heroes are playing through and it's kind of a dungeon crawler and events trigger think like hero quest also kind of did this uh doom did this um descent did this um And, but it's a Star Wars universe, and you play through your characters. You get to hear, you get to level up, you get collect money and other stuff, and you get new weapons and new armor, and you get stronger. And you, it's just great. Very thematic, very star, very, very Star Wars. Uh, you see Darth Vader and the Emperor and ATSTs, and just it's, it's great. A lot of fun. And, um, it, it, I just really enjoy it. I love Dungeon Crawlers. I think we've talked about this before. It kind of reminds me of my, uh, My video game days, my early days that kind of got me into it is where you're going through a dungeon. The very, very reminiscent of those RPGs. And I see, I think that's why it kind of influences me. Why I like these dungeon crawlers, but a lot of fun. It does play one to five players. Again, like I said, uh, you do have to have one person. If you're going to play through the base game, be like in control, or if you have an app like, um, like an iPad or something, or on the PC. You can play through an alternate campaign where it's completely cooperative and it kind of streamlines all the stuff. It's a really nice way to do it, or you can play solo. Um, I, like I said, this is Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, I think each campaign scenario can take anywhere from 60 to, to 120 minutes. So, um, I mean, some of these dungeons get really big as you get going, and it takes a while. There's a lot of pieces a lot of setup, um, but it's great. Um, and by the way, the designers are Justin... Oh boy. Kippedinen, Corey Canizia, <laughs> and Jonathan Ying. Sorry uh, for those I messed up, but um you can still get the you can still get the base game I've seen it on sale. I've seen a lot of people resell it. It is a little pricey, but again, it's a big box. You get a lot of miniatures, a lot of content. Um, and just the base game, you don't need the expansions are great, you know. If you want to get the expansions, do so. But they are kind of out of print and hard to find, maybe a little expensive, but all in all, just really fun. It's Star Wars. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with no, Star Wars. Yeah, you can't Wars. go
0: wrong with Star Wars. So yeah, great game. Good game. Very good great game.
1: game. Yeah, so that, that was my number five. And instead of doing it at the end, I'm just gonna talk about Corey's number five. So Corey's number five is Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle Earth. Have you played this, Chris?
0: No, I have not.
1: Do you even own it? I, don't I know. know
0: I don't sure. know this one. Okay. This is the new uh new Lord of the Rings game that just came out and um that's uh ha- have not had an opportunity to play. Have seen it very much, um, but uh nope, haven't played it yet.
1: Want to? It, it's M- definitely it's Overlord. an app. Uh, yeah, it's an app required game, which some people are like meh. Uh, but uh, this is what Corey had to say. So he said that Fantasy Flight Games' use of apps to drive the narrative in the game and replace the need for an Overlord player has gotten better and better. Kind of like Star Wars Imperial Assault. You don't have to have the Overlord player. You can just play cooperative. Um, it's a very cool system. Um, he calls it ingenious system, um, that you can play solo or group. Um, it combines characters and classes, which I do have to say that's really cool. You pick characters, but then you can pick classes. So you can be the elf ranger, the elf fighter, or, or that dwarf, you know, if you want to be. Um, there's a very cool, uh, story arc, uh, different game modes. There's definitely randomness as you play through. So every two plays aren't the same. Um, and there's no, there's no dice. It's all car driven which is that's what i really like uh very cool um and then he did say i struggled to side between this and star wars and imperial assault um there is a lot of differences but um uh, imperial assault's more tactical while this is more he, he said um macro in scope so yeah it's good stuff. It's a great game, Lord of the Rings. I mean, Fantasy Flight just nails out these Star Wars and Lord of the Rings games. And yeah, I yeah. agree, Lord of the Rings Journeys Through Middle-Earth is great. And there's some really cool miniatures with this, too. Yeah, they
0: they did do a good job. I'm very interested in trying this. I Lord, I love Lord of the Rings a fan. I'm a fanboy of it. Um, I like the the many versus app versus Descent, Imperial Salt, where you have sometimes many versus Overlord. Oh, yeah. You know, multiple mm-hmm. versus one kind of stuff. So I'd love to give that a little try and see how it is. Technology nowadays and things like that. That makes, uh, um, like you said, makes it easier to, uh, to work. Not as clunky AI.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's great. It's a great game. It's really fun. It didn't make my list because I've only played it like once or twice. Uh, I know Corey's played a lot more extensively than I have, but it's still good. It it still gives me kind of that Star Wars Imperial Assault feel, but a little less tactical, kind of like he was saying. So good stuff. All right. Number four,
0: Chris. What's your number four? My number four is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier. So this is one that was it dropped one spot. It was my three uh, last year. So this is a, a still a game I love. I love these strategy war type games. I love the the theme of this with the back in the nineteen you know twenties era and the the futuristic. Uh, a steampunk, steampunk. altered er, oh, altered yeah. reality altered uh, hi- uh historical and I, I love the russian i my my mom immigrated from ukraine so my grandpa oh, okay. oh my gosh he was a con- I didn't know yeah that. he That's was a conscript cool. in the, the the russian army he was a um, oh, he was wow. a cannoneer they had uh, uh, horse drawn uh cannons um, not not artillery pieces like you would think uh, <laughs> back in World War Two. These were cannons, like Civil War well, type cannons. That's, yeah, that's, that's so exactly. So my grandpa would tell me all these stories, and th- I'd see pictures and stuff like this. And this just reminds me of that era. And that feel and that kind of bit but then you got these huge Mm -hmm. mechs walking around and i i (laughs) love that it's got like a game of thrones feel where you've got these different clans trying to vie for the 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 dominant uh to be the dominant clan and it's just jamie stegmar knocks games out of the park he does a fabulous job he does one game does it great and then moves on to the next game um but I, I really love this when it came out. Um, it is something I have the base game. I really want to get some expansions and add on this. Uh, uh, but it's just every time I played it, first time I played with you was at Origins. Mm-hmm and just fell in love with it so about the base yeah. game and then yeah. um someday when i grow up i'll, I'll get the other expansions but uh <laughs> just love this love everything about this it's it's an hour and a half two hour game um yep. uh, it's definitely medium medium getting towards medium high um yep um, weight of a game but the strategy yeah. of it i just love i i love i'm a big strategy uh game type kind yeah. i love dudes on a map and the presence and the miniatures yep. and this is kind of more risk on steroids type stuff yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, it, it's not like, it's not like tons of war. Like that, the fighting and the conquest and like the area control only makes up a part of it, to be honest. It's more of a resource management, right. engine building. Right. There's it, more to it. it. It's, it's definitely a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a hybrid. And I really, what I really enjoy about it is is that managing where on your turn, you, you, it's very simple, and that's what Jamie Stagmeyer's games are. Where on your turn you basically get one action, yep. and then you do it. You might get twenty different types of actions, but you can only get one action. So it, it, it you know, gives you all those options, and it's, it this plays out really well. And I really, I kind of like the engine building on this, where you're, you know, you're building up resources, right. and then you're upgrading and getting it, and each. Each faction and the board you get is different than the others, so you can't always just do the same strategy of like, oh, I'm always going to build up and upgrade this and this. You have to, depending on the combination you get, you have to look and see what it is and then see what other players are doing. It is so much fun. I, lo- I love Scythe. Um, we do have all expansions, the Rise of Fenris expansion, all that campaign.
0: Wow. Yeah, I want to give that a try. And it's not
1: legacy, which is nice. So there's no ripping up and everything. But there are but there are sealed components. So that adds to kind of the mystery and fun of it. And wow. Like Rise of Fenris was, was so much fun. We enjoyed that. We put that two years ago almost now. Yep. Um so that's good cool. though. Um great game. I love it. Um it's just hard to sometimes introduce and teach new players. It can be a little overwhelming.
0: Oh yeah, it's that's that's definitely not a uh well, you gotta be have the right new player. They've got to be willing to just um get smoked yeah. the first time playing and not get all the strategies and that kind of stuff. That's stuff. And just true. have those That's have those You're... aha moments after they're getting yep. beat down because yep. yeah. we're like, Oh, I didn't think about
1: that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yes. you can yeah, collect yeah. that fame yep. and it's like, uh oh, yeah, this I, is one of those games that yep. you it's easy to forget stuff. But, but yep. yeah, either way, still a great game. Absolutely. Good choice, by the way. Thanks. All these are really expensive, too, I've realized. Yeah, I, I, I was going to mention
0: that at the end when when I look at my list of, uh, they're kind of big box games. Ish.
1: I think Blood Rage is the cheapest out so far. Uh, I think MSRP on Imperial Assault's like 100, Scythe is 70, and speaking of my number four is War of the Ring, which is like another $70 yep. game. Um, I'm not going to talk about this whole lot, because uh, Chris already... <laughs> Uh, touched on it. It's his number six. So if you want to hear more about it, go to uh, episode 100 and listen. Uh, but overall, great game. I, I I think we hit on this. Just very thematic. It feels like you're in Lord of the Rings. Um, and I'm gonna say book, not movie. But the and the movie. It just feels like you're Lord of the Rings, and you're taking place in this very epic story that you love and adore if you're a Lord of the Rings fan. And it feels, it brings you into it. If it it, and you feel a part of the story, that you have control over the story, and you're a part of it, which is very cool. And that's the immersive, very fun. That even after three hours playing this and you lose, it still was awesome. You still have some very cool stories and get to laugh about and talk yeah, about. Absolutely. And it's so much fun. Um, so highly, highly suggested. It. Again, it's not for everybody, but War of the Ring, one of my ultimate favorite games. Uh, so good. Anyway. Again, if you want to hear a little more about it, you can go listen to it. I don't want to rehash things. So Uh, that was War of the Ring. Corey's number four was actually Battlestar Galactica. And he did say if you have five players that enjoy co-op games with the trader mechanism, this is probably the game that you want to play. Um, Just like with the rest of his game, he says theme goes a really long way to adding enjoyment to the game. And the theme of this is very well, married to the gameplay, if you've ever watched the Battlestar Galactica shows, he's completely right, and which adds to the depth and immersion and creates some very memorable gaming experiences, to tell you, for years afterwards. And he's not lying here. I've played this game quite a few times with Corey, uh, most of them, and we still joke around <laughs> and talk about the last game, and uh, it's so much fun. Airlocking everybody. Uh, and Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, it is a great game. Very solid. Uh, it's kind of funny for being such a highly rated game, and it's one of my favorites uh, that you may or may not hear for, uh, about coming up. Um, it has some problems with, like, player counts for, but yeah, about the only way that's really, really good is five players, but it's still, it's that good. Right. At five I've heard
0: this is it, it. didn't make my list or honorable mention because I don't own it. Um it's it, I you? know? I
1: thought you do. No, I oh don't. No, 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 no! You don't own this. Yeah. About no, this one's
0: out of print. By it
1: the way, is. too. I know
0: this is such a fabulous game, and that's one of the head scratchers that I don't understand why somebody doesn't reprint it. It could be licensing. I think licensing. That's what I think it, it's licensing.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, they they pick up an old copy of this used. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars now, yeah. right now on the market. It's crazy. But well, what are you gonna do? Yep, pay 150 bucks. <laughs> I, if I'm you sure want we'll it. talk about it a l- little bit Kay. more later on. We'll just say we'll move
0: on to the uh, number threes then.
1: <laughs> Perfect, Chris, yes. your number three. My
0: number three is Star Wars Rebellion. So uh, I think we talked about this. I forget which number was yours. It was my number six. It was as well. a six. Okay, hey, I knew we talked about it. One hundred. Uh, I just love it. Uh, epic game. Um if you're noticing I I have these strategy epic style type games on my list high ranked. Expensive. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big bucks. Uh again, if if you're getting into this, get the expansion. It really changes it makes it phenomenal, makes it a great game to a phenomenal game. Uh if you're a Star Wars fan, this is a must own for you. Just oh, yeah. get a buddy. Uh if you want to do the twos and fours or shares, I can understand that, but one on one 1v1 is 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 our kind of favorite uh just just go to town have fun recreate the movies the themes all this and change them the outcomes and just a fabulous fabulous game if you're a star wars fan so
1: yeah make an afternoon of it get some good food and drinks and beverages and just have so much fun and don't worry about time it's it's a fabulous game yeah and you have memories. I still oh remember gosh. that one game we played at your house yeah. for like, oh. and we got it went really late. Yeah. But man, we that epic showdown at the very end. I think we, oh man, I was throwing everything I had at you just to stop oh, you know. from blowing up my base, and it
0: was so good. It was so good. Had the two Death Stars, and you blew one up, and I lost it, <laughs> and the battle came down, and you won it. The Rebels won, and oh my gosh, so it close. was so close. It was, it was so epic. It was awesome. It was a really was good so game. Much. I love games that do that.
1: Yeah. All right, my number three is, I don't think we've talked about it at all. Well, kind of, but it's Pandemic Mm, Legacy Season 1. Corey had this on his list. We talked about this, I think, last week it was his number six. Uh, This is a game by Z-Man Games, I believe. Uh, Designers Rob Davio and Matt Leacock. So Matt Leacock's the one who designed Pandemic, which I think a lot of people have played uh, designer Rob Davio is he's the one who kind of started or invented the whole legacy idea. I believe his first legacy game was risk legacy. Yes, It was actually, and that kind of, that kind of changed things that that, just talk about a monumental time that changed board gaming forever. Uh, It's kind of crazy just to see, uh, the influence he's had on, on board games since, but it's either here or there. Maybe that's another topic. Uh, But Pandemic uh, Legacy uh, Season 1 uh, is actually second overall of all games, right behind, I think, Gloomhaven, second thematic, second strategy. And it's a fantastic game. So what this is, if you've never heard of a legacy game, is it takes Pandemic and uh, legacy-fies it, if that's a word. And what I mean by that is that when you play the game, it permanently alters the game itself either through components or game states or what have you Um, and so when i say legacy usually we mean we're putting stickers we're writing on boards we're ripping up cards we're doing stuff to permanently alter the game and so um, an example of how this plays out in pandemic legacy is you have these characters just like the base game like medic and and whatnot i scientist researcher um but you can upgrade them like as you play the game as you complete years or months uh because it's played out over 12 months uh each gameplay is a month uh you can actually upgrade your characters so you might add some permanent abilities to your medic that now you can use this or do this or uh again i don't want to spoil anything because that's the thing about these games uh but that that carries on through the rest of the game um Also some negative effects that your characters can die. So if there's an outbreak in a city that your characters in, they get scarred and too many scars, uh, they die. These scars give you negative effects now for the rest of the game. Uh, Another cool thing is when cities outbreak, they actually can start writing and there's different levels and you put stickers on the city as it happens. And if it gets too bad, you can't travel in and out of that city anymore. You can't charter flights. So, And that carries over for every game after now like permanently so it's very interesting adds a whole nother level of strategy adds a lot more mechanics than that's not in pandemic so if you're used to playing pandemic and maybe burn out a pandemic but you kind of enjoy it but you know maybe it's just kind of boring now This takes pandemic and ratches it up to eleven, and adds new uh, content, new mechanics, new things, and the storyline and the things that play out are just are fantastic. It's so much fun. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I, it's hard to it's hard to talk about this and why it's so good without (laughs) spoiling spoiling stuff. So I'm I'm gonna try not I'm not gonna spoil or talk about it. Just there's some very memorable moments and things I'll remember. And it was a great gameplay experience and yeah, you're going to rip it up. And when you finish it, you can't replay the game. There's no mode kind of like clink legacy to play afterwards. Uh, But you get at least 12 playthroughs, if not more, if you fail one, you have to replay a month, but the amount of hours and gameplay and experience from it, make it worth it it was so much fun really enjoy this uh, we have pandemic season 2 and season 0 now and so we're going to be playing through those that kind of continues on but these are just it was so much fun I love this game Emily loved it uh, we played with through with Corey and he loved it it was it was so good and that's why it made my number 3 for a reason it, it's so much fun the only sad thing is about it is I can't play it again <laughs> play th- I mean of. I could, but I feel like it would kind of ruin it because you could game it a little bit because you know what's coming. You could game do it, some Brian? Things to prevent <laughs> Yeah, you could game the system and make the, I mean, the twists and turns aren't as exciting, the- wouldn't be exciting the second time. So the first time it was pretty exciting and pretty cool. So, yeah, it's one of those when you finish, you're like, I uh, want to play again, again. Want to play again? Another one? Those are, those are absolutely <laughs>
0: fabulous games. I don't own it. I've never played it. Uh, it's one I've wanted to give it a try. Uh, when you first talk, talked about legacy games and ripping and altering and things, I just cringe <laughs> on that because I I, wore, yeah. I try to keep games in the uh, pristine condition so we can play them 30 years later. And to me, that, that concept of the... Uh, Totally altering it from the base, so the other, like the kids or somebody else or another friends can't play that that way unless they go to go buy a new copy. Uh but anyway, it's uh, I, I heard so many fabulous things about it, so definitely one I want my on my short list. I want to give it a try sometime. So
1: yeah, there is no try. Yes, there's only there's only do only do. Only do. <laughs> All right, uh, Corey's real quick. His number three was also War of the Ring. Um, we kind of. Talked about it a bunch already, uh, but he just really likes the game. He likes the give and take the asymmetrical, the theme, the game mechanics. Everything's just plays out really well. With the tactics and um, yeah, I'll, I'll, that's all I'll say about that. But that was a good choice by him as well. All right, Chris, our number two, what's your number, number
0: two? two? Brand new to the list. Skyrocketing all the way up to number two is Isaac Childress's Gloomhaven.
1: Oh, uh, yes, buddy.
0: I love this game. Um, I love the dungeon crawls. I grew up playing Descent, first edition, Descent, second edition, owned both of those. And this came in... And really, it's just like, eh, I really have no desire to do Descent anymore. This is the uh, Gloomhaven. <laughs> this is the one I want to play. And he does a great job of, of phenomenal of just putting it together, strategy, um, everything mm-hmm. with it, creating his own universe, unique characters, races, some things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But just the, the gameplay we've had with this it's just, oh my gosh, I want to do it more. You know, I want to do it more. I love the leveling up. I love the high fantasy aspect. And j- the, the uh, dungeon crawl, I love the aspects of dungeon crawl, growing your character, getting this weapon, uh, upgrading, and and taking this this initial character down your path, how you want it yeah. to be, which yeah. could be the same character I have in a different game, and I go a different way, you have it your special way. I love that, and that leveling and up. That,
1: and that tells you that yep. those cards and their abilities, because it isn't dice, true, nope. those cards have such uniqueness that even within the same character, you can you can swap out certain cards and make it feel and play completely different.
0: Absolutely. And you can, there's the replayability, the different actions. This kind of stuff is, is phenomenal. I love the quests and the, you've got a main storyline, but then there's also some sub quests you can do. And this, you can do it to me. It's, this is very much like a role playing game. Um, I love RPGs. Uh, I love that aspect. The storytelling, this creates it with wonderful characters and just art, the the graphics, Everything of it, that whole uh, presence of the of of, of it oh, yeah. is phenomenal to me. The, those are story enriched. I mean, and this is hour to hour type games, and you've got multiple adventures. So you got hundreds of hours oh, yeah. actually yep. in yep. this and yep. uh I love the aspect of what fantasy flight does a lot with descent is you go by this little box and you go by this little box and you go by this little box where just like Imperial yeah, exactly just like Imperial Salt then they stop in and it's hard to yep. get this and you you want to have the and the collector in me is like I want to have it all where this Gloomhaven bam I got it. I mean they come out with an expansion a hey, one yeah. expansion boom okay got it here's something and it, yep. just
1: buying the expansion the base game yep. you probably get as much almost as much content as descent yep. and it's cheaper yep. way cheaper yep, overall exactly you know yeah and uh, it's more
0: it's it's relevant it's more uh easily accessible i mean this is the number one game on bgg f- for rank as well as th- uh, yep. thematic as well as strategy it's going to be, it's been there for a while. So it's anyway, yeah, it's three, four yep, years exactly. already. So that tells you something, as many great games that have come out and this is still, um, rocking it at number one. Um, it's just not my number one, but it, it it's up there. It's up there.
1: <laughs> great yep. game. Yeah. We need to get back into yep. it and finish up that campaign. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoy this one. Cause that was, uh, my number 10, I yep. believe. Yes. Nice. And then we have Frosthaven coming. I know. (laughs) That's supposed to be even longer and more. Yes. More awesomeness. Yeah. It it looks like he's streamlining some stuff, some of the things I'm seeing. Like, impressed. That's going to even be better. But we'll see. Frosthaven, Gloomhaven, number one and number two. Oh, my gosh. we got to
0: think of another prime number because we're going to have to get some more of these on our list
1: (laughs) for next year. (laughs) No kidding. All right. Number two for me is Clank Legacy... Acquisitions Incorporated. Oh, yeah. This is how I got away of not putting Clink in my top 11. Uh because uh I put Clank Legacy as number 2 and I don't think I could put Clink in anyway. Uh so Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated, uh this is a game by uh uh Dire Wolf, I guess. And uh, and and they're related with Penny Arcade as well cuz these are like the Penny Arcade uh storyline or characters that acquisitions incorporated i guess not terribly familiar with it uh this is overall 53 th- seventh thematic uh designers andy Clattis and paul denon this does play two to four players and uh 90 to 120 minutes that sounds about right per each uh campaign or mode and so kind of like i was talking about with legacy this takes the the regular Clank, which is a fabulous game really love it and leg- legacy Fies it <laughs> <laughs> you will. And uh, how that plays out in this is uh, you you have a giant board. I mean, giant, giant board and only a part of the board is actually revealed. And so as the game goes on and decisions you make, uh, it unlocks more of the board, which comes in in the shape of stickers that you put on the board. And so the cool thing with this that I think even improves upon pandemic or risk is it gives you a lot of influence and options that your decisions actually permanently uh, permanently change the game, and and I know pandemic and like risk legacy kind of have that, but what I mean like permanently change the game is you coming along and there might be a side quest and you read out there's this like big book that you read out of. Um, so uh, a, as you encounter these side quests, you read that passage of the number, and it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. A lot of ways, it, it'll give like, hey, you stumble along and there's this guy. What do you want to do? And depending on what you choose, we'll dramatically cha- could dramatically in some case minor but dr- in some cases very dramatically change what comes out um you could make it enemy of a of a person and guess what now that that person gets a card that's shuffled into your deck and now it's an enemy card or if you befriend them or help them now it's a card that you can get that is a helpful card and now you can see uh throughout the rest of the, your playthroughs which is really cool um there's a lot of upgrading cards upgrading your 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 little town home, giving yourselves bonuses that by the end of the game, your deck's just so tricked out and the combinations and a lot of like the engine building kind of stuff with deck builders uh, comes into play. And it feels like you're overpowered, but at the same time, the games uh, gets difficult as well. So it balances that curve of getting your deck overpowered to the game getting steeper in difficulty. It is so much fun. It's so much fun. There's this is probably my most memorable legacy moments, and I think this is my favorite legacy game yet to play. Just some of the ideas it takes from previous legacy games and then brings them forward and improves upon it. Absolutely fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Does some really cool stuff. Um, Again, don't want to give away a lot of spoilers, but does add new game mechanics. And the great thing about this is your permanent game board at the end you can play it. You can play Clank on it, which is great. Is you cool. can replay this game. And it's your own custom board with your custom cards that you've upgraded. And it actually adds a mode and some new rules to play through uh, that way that um, there's, uh, I don't want to spoil it. There's some new mechanics that that they outline with the rules and how to play it once you're done with the game. So you, there's definitely replayability this with this um, if you want to experience it because it, it takes Clank and ratches it up to 11. Uh, by far, kind of like Pandemic adds a bunch of new mechanics, new things that you've never seen before, and it, it does a fantastic job. Uh,
0: awesome. Just love
1: it. It's great. It's so much fun. So, so much fun. But again, ripping up components, pulling stuff out of those, like, you know, those advent calendars. Yeah, exactly. Sheets, you know, like where you, it, there's like, it comes with like eight or 10 of those that you're constantly pulling out as you're making decisions. There's like this magnetic treasure box that's full of like 200 cards. And, sometimes you have to pull it out. There's sealed envelopes and sealed boxes all over the place that, you know, as you unlock, you're pulling it out and you're permanently upgrading your character. And it's just, it's so cool. That's pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. But I, I, I yeah.
0: I've never, I, I've still new to legacy games. I don't own a legacy game at all. So this one is most definitely from what here you play. I love clank. It's renegade games. Does fabulous. They got a great job. Um, I, this is on my list. I'd love to get it. Love to play it. Love to love to do, um, not try. Love to do. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you yes. kind of have to. Yeah. It's a commitment. Oh, it is a commitment. And that's the thing with this is is the the last year or so, it's been kind of hard to commit to play mm-hmm. long games like mm-hmm. this. But uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't own it. Uh, but oh, it's it's on my list to uh, to maybe ask Santa come later this year. So
1: <laughs> well, I yes. highly recommend it. Uh, yep. just quickly going before we move on, Corey's number two is War Machine and Holds. Oh. Uh, so this is a miniatures game. Um, I'm not really big into it, but I know, you, or, or, uh, Chris, yep. you are yes, into I am. this Very much. a lot. Yeah. I, pl- I play um, dwarves,
0: Rulik folk amongst Kador and trolls, <laughs> but Rulik, I like the dwarves. Yep. So it is fun um, game.
1: Yeah, cool. Corey's really good at painting. Oh. His uh, These miniatures are very cool when they're painted. There's some very cool, the, very, very cool factions oh that just look stunning on the table. The strategy
0: with it, the way you can get uh, just this spell works great with this guy, and you have attachment here, and this buffs this, and this animus does that, and you get a chain reaction engine building and make some climactic... Um, events and it's it's really cool and oh my gosh uh privateer press uh puts this game out and the sculpts are absolutely beautiful just Mm -hmm. phenomenal miniatures um steampunk so there's war machine which is more of the steampunk type and then there's hordes which is more of animals beasts, uh that that kind of stuff um but you mm-hmm. can the nice thing is you can combine the two they they have two different little playing styles with their uh war or uh, how you use it but uh, you can come yes warlock yeah. on a, a versus warcaster. you can't combine them in the same army but you can play uh you can someone with war machine can play somebody with hordes somebody with hordes can play somebody with war machine kind of stuff so i think that's really cool uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, all my all my boys have armies and we're working on them, and we play and the, we're we're starting off and we play the little uh, brawl machine. I played some brawl machine with Corey, which is the entry level of small small armies to get you understanding what your uh, warcaster can do, and and then you just build from there. It's love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, as uh, Corey just said that the it can be a little expensive on the the surface, Slightly. but You can get a lot of gameplay out of it. Uh, You know, it is it is a very strategic game and he's played it for years and there's a lot of depth to it and it's constantly changing and updating. And he said he still finding new uh, new things and learning how to play. And so there's a lot of he just said there's a lot of wealth of options in a long term game that you can get a lot out of. Uh, For me, just reading that makes me (laughs) feel like that'd be very hard to get into and kind of stressful to keep. And you would almost have to keep on top of it all the time that if he You step away from a year, you feel like you're getting back into it again for the first time. But um, that's his second. So I know he's a big fan and you guys both like playing a lot. So it is what it is. All right, Uh, let's move on. Let's finish this up, Chris. Our top 11 uh, prime list. Let's finish it up with our number one. Chris, what's your number one? I I think I know it. You is.
0: It It, it hasn't changed from last year. Uh, Epic game of all. Uh, We're talking about Twilight Imperium. Goes back to the 1990s on the fourth edition now. Uh, It's a fantasy flight game. I mean, it's ranked like fifth overall in BGG. uh, Fourth uh, strategy it's to me. This is just a phenomenal. It's that four X. What is it? Uh, explore, exterminate. Uh, I forget. Um, but it, it's yeah. <laughs> there's four of them. There's four X's, and it's it's just dudes on a map. There's uh, just dice, and there's uh, you know, battles, and this, and mm-hmm. you get everything with it. Um, there's uh, uh, the current one, you can play three to six players, there's an expansion adds up to eight, Uh, it's galactic world domination, you're an alien race that has special abilities, so it's asymmetric uh my play mm-hmm. style is going to be different than yours and there's like 17 different races so there's tons of different strategies you can get education involved and in tech increase your tech and ships and all this kind of stuff explore and mm-hmm. world controlling and and there there's the political aspect where you can go in and you do through the senate and and you can do some things like that it's just this is uh it's Christian Peterson, Corey Canizia, Dane uh, Beltrami, uh, those were the designers back in the day. Um, Like I said, it's one of Fantasy Flights. It's Christian Peterson's who was the big head honcho of Fantasy Flights for years and years and years, kind of created it, started it. He retired, um, sold it off to Mm Asmodee just uh, a couple years ago this was this one of his first major games and it's evolved over the years to the fourth edition it's but to me I mean it is this is medium high definitely uh, going to high oh, yeah. uh, heavyweight um I mean it's you're talking four five six eight hours uh yeah and it's it's ones that we make uh, like Friday night Saturday uh type game events and leave it on the table overnight and get back to it the next day and I mean one of the times we Thirteen hours uh, we played. and, I mean, you get food and this and that, and it's 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 one of those that you know it could take fifteen minutes for somebody to take their turn. So when you're playing eight guys, it's an hour ish until your next turn. So I mean, it's there's drawbacks that way, but the epic feeling and the struggle and the Galactic Emperor, the battle and everything yep. to me that this is a game. If I get it once a year, oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. And we're telling stories, and oh, it's those games bring memories and that's why they're higher on my list. And they're Epic, Epic can't say it enough. Epic. And this is the most Epic game of, of, of of my list. I love it. I've had it for multiple years. I started with second edition, got into third and now in fourth edition, been playing it. Just love it. Can't say it enough.
1: It's kind of like the granddaddy of granddaddy games. It's the game that, um, when I first got into it, it's like that Epic game that you heard about, um, and you just want to put it on your list at some point to play. So, uh, yeah, great game. Great. Well, I haven't played it, but it seems very epic and cool game. Good choice there, Chris. Uh, that's uh, one epic game. Uh, definitely look forward to playing that and trying that out one day. That's definitely like the Mount Everest Holy Grail game that I want to try out uh, one day. It's kind of like a badge of honor I guess of playing yes.
0: it. <laughs> well Jamie I've got the base game and Jamie's gave me the thumbs up to order the expansion from cool stuff whenever it comes back in so I'm in oh mean it's it's a game that when it's in bam it's gone it's you, you got to get it so um <laughs> I I've got the thumbs up to order it so we'll be having that uh the Seventh and eighth player edition here pretty soon. Got my eyes on it. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely play it this spring summer. We'll definitely play it this
1: spring summer. All right. On to my number one. Yes. It's Battlestar Galactica. No surprise there. Uh, that was my number one last year. It continues to be my number one. Um, so this game is by Fantasy Flight Games designers, Corey Canizia. It does play in two to three hours, which sounds about right. It can be less. Yeah. It can be more. It kind of depends on how you play. Uh, kind of like what Corey said, it is definitely best with five players. It does play three to six. I would say play four to six if if at all possible. But right. five players is fantastic. Uh, this is a great adaptation of the TV show. This is the 2000s uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, I think why I love this so much is, again, not, not only is the sci-fi channel series Battlestar Galactica really good, like, a lot of fun. You know, there's that intrigue. There's a lot of drama. It's sci-fi. It's great. Um, but it encompasses that in a board game through its mechanics yes. and how it plays through. Um, if you're not familiar with Battlestar Galactica, essentially it's set on the future science fiction where the humans created this robots that became self-aware. They're called the Cylons. There was a big Cylon war and the humans barely won. And so the Cylons, like, ran away and got exiled. And then you didn't hear you don't hear from they don't hear from the Cylons for like 100 years or something like that. And then the Cylons come back and they attack humanity and like overrule them. And it turns out that Cylons uh, have become a lot more uh, technologically advanced and they now have humans. Well, Cylons that look exactly like humans. That's indistinguishable. You can't figure it out. Uh, who it is and so that adds to a lot of the intrigue of the tv shows like who's the Cylon who isn't that it's so much fun uh it encompasses that exact thing in the board game and so Battlestar Galactica is a ship in the show that it's this old rundown thing that's like antique and was about to go to the museum when the attack happened and the only reason it survived is because it's so old that the Cylons couldn't hack into it and take it over and it's it's captain or admiral by a Admiral Adama Adama. uh, and he's this like old time guy about to retire and it's it's great it's great Um, great show by the way so good and so the game takes place as you're on the Galactica and everybody takes one of the characters and so all the characters represent them they have their strengths and weaknesses and this game is super stressful because just like a hallmark of a good cooperative game it's you're on your toes Cylons. every at the end of every player's turn. There's a crisis card that comes out. And this crisis card is not good. It's it's depleting your resources, your water, your population. Cylon ships are coming because the game board's basically the ship and there's quadrants. Ships are coming. You're getting attacked and there's a million ways to die. Like if, if you lose all your water or population or Battlestar Galactica can get blown up and it's crazy. So you're having to go to different stations where you're taking action because you only get one action and one movement. And you're taking the action there. It might be like doing the battlements or it might be jumping in a Viper to go shoot down some Cylons. And you're doing this via cards and basically you're just trying to manage and stay alive until Battlestar Galactica can jump so many times to, to get away. And that's basically how it plays out. Well, the really cool thing though is is uh, there's a guaranteed Cylon amongst it. And again, depending on the amount of players, it depends on how many Cylons there are. That's why it's best with five, because there's two guaranteed Cylons. And uh, cards, uh, your loyalty cards are shuffled out uh, at the beginning and in the middle of the game. So if you're playing five players, there's 10 cards. And, um, you know, starting the game, there could be no Cylons. Could be all humans. There could be Cylons. You never know. Uh, Halfway through the game, Suddenly, those humans have woke up. They're a sleeper Cylon, and now they're Cylons. Um, That's what adds to the intrigue because throughout the game, there's always these checks, and usually comes in from the crisis cards. And each of the characters has a uh, a different uh, affinity, if you will, like political or engineering. And these checks require certain colors and values. And so there's there's this uh, fate deck that randomly puts cards in it and then each player's putting cards into it hidden and then they get mixed up and revealed. And if the value is higher than or if there's colors that in it, then it goes again. So the reason I explain this is that this kind of gameplay is so, so good at being able to play a Cylon and try to sabotage and try to get Uh, away with things and there's a lot of lying and deception but also gives you great opportunities to stab all the humans in the back is what makes this so enjoyable and the minute somebody comes out as a Cylon reveals them and uses their superpower card uh, it's just it's so much fun not to mention uh airlocking people it's like hey Corey's a Cylon let's airlock him and we airlock him he dies and it's like oops he was a human our bad sorry (laughs) I mean, typically we're right, right? Um, we're it's always just so much right. Fun.
0: It's just if he's a human or a Cylon, but we're always uh, right.
1: And it's just it's just really cool with the. There's a president and they have a certain power and there's the. The commander, political, uh, the, the military. Admiral, yep. And they have special powers. And so you definitely don't want the Cylon in charge of it. So there's all this intrigue and you can vote them out and like change alliances. And it's just. There's so many cool little mechanics in here that. Add to that espionage and intrigue and trying to figure out who is what and still trying not to blow up at the same time while you're bickering and trying to figure out what other players are who. It's just, it's a full package that encompasses the movie. It's a fantastic game. I've never not played this game and just walked away with sweet, awesome stories yep. and just laughing and enjoying. Even when you lose, it's hilarious and so much fun and giving each other a hard time about the Cylon was and stuff it's it's pretty good pretty good game so it is one of my amazing. favorite games yep
0: it's it's a game I wish I owned um I wish they would bring back um if I ever find it sometime in a sale or something uh I'm <laughs> definitely I'm definitely buying it uh, uh
1: you're gonna have to play yeah. premium on this if you want to come well it.
0: no yeah not me I'll, I'll, I'll find a coupon but uh, yeah, it's it's something I, I wish I would have picked up a while ago. I would have thought, yeah. you know, Fantasy Flight, it, they'll always put it. It's a great game, but... Uh, again for some reason uh ip or license or something but uh i really hope this one comes around because like you said it it is epic every time i played it you you always walk away with story and all oh, this and you're talking for days later we'd go to work you know later in the work it, it it brings up comes back up in a conversation oh this yeah it's just or another game up. like yes. Silent No, yes exactly oh it brings up yes exactly airlock them Always about airlocking, yeah. So it's it's great game, absolutely great oh, game.
1: Man. I wish I had. I'm missing two of the latest expansions. I kind of kicking myself that never bought them. But um, definitely, I, the, I'll I'll spend a hundred bucks and buy it. I don't care. I'll, I'm gonna f- finish out that collection at some point. Uh, but so good. All right, uh, Corey's. Just finishing off, his number one is Lord of the Rings, the card game. I know we talked about this a little bit uh, when I put it on my list. I think I put it as my number nine. Um, He just really likes uh, that constructing decks and synergizing them. But he he likes the fact that it's not like a collectible card game, which I agree.
0: Um, Yeah, the LCGs are really nice versus the collectible card games, living card games. I like that aspect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Corey said the one thing that the pandemic has taught him is that he loves cooperative gameplay. And um, this one just, it, it's great. Uh, You can play cooperative. You can play solo. It's, it's really fun and very enjoyable. He says you don't get the, the shared experience, but when you do play a shared experience, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. It's a great game. There's a lot of expansions, a lot of content and adds a lot more options and deck construction and challenges. And, um, it's yeah, he said this game will stay fresh for years, and it's just they can keep replaying it. So I and, agree, and it's if, it's a lot of fun. That's why I put on my list.
0: And it's Lord of the Rings. It's one I don't own. I, I used to. I lost it. Can't find it. Uh, kicking myself. Had several of the expansions from the beginning, from back in 2011 when it came out. But uh, yeah, if 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 I ever get this again, it 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 would it would make my list. If not, be one of the pushing the very edge of the list. I love mm.
1: it. And this is one of those that you could actually pick up secondhand yep. pretty well, uh, fairly well, which is great. I'll so, have to
0: keep an eye for doing that. And it's Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah. And the expansions, those little packs, they go on sale all the time on the miniature market and those little deals. So, um, you can definitely still pick it up, um, Heck, I even saw my uh, I was at a game store over the weekend and they had all the expansions like they're all there. So, yeah. All right, Chris. Well, I think that concludes our top 11. That was that That was a lot of fun. A lot of great, a lot of great games. Sorry if they're all expensive or out of print. But I mean, what are you going to do? It is hard. But what are you going to do? Great games. There's definitely some games on there that you should check out as a listener. Love it or hate it. You know, agree or disagree. But some great games here. Really loved it. We love Uh, anything. Anything you want to say before we actually take off here?
0: No, again, just uh, remember that the, our list are made up of games that we own, um, like some of the games. Oh yeah, I forgot I, I, to mention yep. that. we yeah. to actually that both episodes. Yeah, yep. that yes. was a requirement. That is, is a requirement. We had to own them. Yep, we own them. So some of these games didn't make my list because I I played Corey's or Brian's version. I don't own it, uh, so it didn't, didn't make my list. And same kind of concepts. I have some games that Brian uh, and Corey uh, don't have, but uh, that's for us. That's a requirement. Is in which I like that requirement. You gotta own it. So yeah, it's games. Why would you ever have a top game <laughs> and not own it? So unless you're somebody who likes to go play somebody else's games.
1: <laughs> or it's out of print. Yeah. Like you play Cal yes. Sark you can't buy right. it, but Right, yeah.
0: exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um that's just it. Uh it's a lot of fun. I love doing this. It makes me start thinking, makes me start craving. It gets that it fuels the fire to go play some of these games again and just play yep. games. And I love that. It's just talking about it, having fun and It's just I'm geeking out about it, loving it.
1: It, it, I mean, it. yeah, it just reminds you of why you like this hobby and why we love doing this and love talking about games and love playing games. Is it just it jazzes you up, kind of refills your tanks and gives you a little perspective on maybe some games that make time for.
0: Yeah. Um, the play. Yeah. So if you if you haven't done that yet, so you haven't made a list, just just start trying, go through that. Maybe make a top ten, top seven, top eleven, whatever you want. Just pick a number and just see see what you put in there. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, go back and visit it and say, oh, maybe this isn't as, as you know. See how it changes. That again. Oh It's yeah. just makes the brain go and and just look at your games and think about why you play this game, why you like this game, why you may not like this game, or oh, yep. and yeah. Anyway, love it. Love it. Good Good mental challenge. Yeah. Mental activity.
1: All right. Well, cool. That was a lot of fun, Chris. Thanks for uh, taking the time here and and, uh, chatting. And hopefully listeners enjoyed it and maybe found a new game. At least least I hope they did. Um, We had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, Look forward to doing this again in the future. Um, So next week, we'll be back to a little more of our, our normal, quote unquote, normal format. Uh, looking forward to that. I know Emily and I are going to be playing a bunch of games this weekend. We have, So we'll talk about that next week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to send your send it to us through our social media or email. You'll hear it at the end of the show. We do thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We love doing this, and hopefully uh, you enjoy us doing this. All right. Well, thanks again. You guys all have a wonderful week. Um, and from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Games We Play Pod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.